Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, how are you doing this morning? Praise the Lord. Well, as you can see, I'm here via video because right now I'm in Belgium or I'm in Paris or somewhere, amen, preaching the gospel. Amen. Now I'll be in Belgium. We went and did our Europe tour, and it's been powerful because um, how many of you know every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and we appreciate you sharing us with the world. I really do. You don't know how much it means um, to me as your pastor that we get to go and see the world and reach the world and touch the world because you've been faithful to be here at the church doing your part. Amen. So I know I'm not here in, in person but I'm here in presence, amen. And uh, we're starting a brand new series today, and I really wanted to kick it off. You know I've got some great ministers in this house, amen, that could, that could fill this pulpit spectacularly and anointedly. But today, I really wanted to start this series because my heart is burning with this message. It really is. And I'm kind of happy I get to do it like this because um, sometimes it slows me down just a little bit, you know. I kind of got to teach a little more because I don't have the pull of the people as much as I do when I'm with you in person. So if you're a first-time visitor, we're happy you're here. If, you, if, you're, if you're with us here at Relevant because this is your home, amen, I want you to grab a pen and grab a piece of paper because we are in 30 days of praise, amen. This series, Thankfulness, is going to be life-changing in your life. You know, before I even left to come, you know, and, and before, to even today when I shot this video on the way to come, I was thinking about how thankful I am to God for what he's done in my life. And I know that there's been seasons where I've probably neglected being thankful for what God has done in my life. Um, I think there's some seasons I probably have taken for granted what God has done. Um, I haven't been aware of what God has done. You know, I've really done some self-examination and some soul-searching because God's been so good to us. Sometimes we forget about how good God has really been. And, uh, you know, just to be transparent with you, my pastoral moment is sometimes I'm so concerned about what, I, what I'm going after and, and what I desire and what I'm praying for and what I'm really wanting to see happen in my life I kind of forget about what God has done in my life. And it's so easy to almost become ungrateful, just a little bit, you know, and, and understand when I use that word, like, it's always something else, you know, I, I liken to it as kids, you know, he's our heavenly father, and I know like you do, I have children, you know my children, but sometimes when the kids were little, you know, they want and want and want, and then sometimes you just step back and go, man, can you be grateful for what you have, you know? And I wonder if heaven sometimes looks at us and goes, I know we've got desires and I know we've got prayers and I know we got stuff, but can you be, can you be grateful in, even in those seasons of discontentment? And what I want you to do as a family is I want you to prepare yourself for 30 days of praise. Some of you have, been, have already received um, information about each and every day for 30 days we're going to praise God for something that he's done. It's going to put our life on, um, on a course of thankfulness. It's going to put our life on a course of understanding that what God has done in our life, we're going to be grateful for what he's done, and we're going to give him the praise. 
whether it be for our, our, our Thanksgiving, um, praise, worship, we're going to do something to give God the credit for what he's done in our life. Amen? It's going to be 30 days of praise. We're going to be thankful for everything God has done. And I really believe it's going to put our life on a track of continual praise. I praise God, but there's certain seasons of life you praise God, but there's certain seasons of life that what? I think we forget to praise God. And when we forget to praise God, I don't know about you, and all month long we're going to be talking about it. Today I want to kick it off. I want you to take, take home um, the information about 30 days of praise. I want you to take home and take time. This is what my, my assignment is today. Maybe you get up as a family every morning and you just take a couple minutes and thank God for what, if we're thanking God for our family, you know, maybe we just all, and you know what, I don't want distance to stop you. Maybe you call your kids, amen? Maybe you call your sons and your daughters and you say, you know what, church has really challenged us to be thankful. And uh, we're going to be calling you maybe, maybe once a week this week or every day or we're going to text and I'm going to remind you to be thankful. I don't know about you, but I was thinking even with my own family, I was thinking like, you know what, I'm just going to send a text. Hey, today we're thanking God for our family. And I just want to take a minute. You might sit there at your home maybe in the morning or at night and say, you know, today we're thanking God for our family. Let's just all come in the living room or maybe before you put the kids to bed, just lift our hands in the house and thank God. Thank God for our family. Thank God for our family that's with us and our family that's getting saved, amen, that's coming into the kingdom. Thank God for God's been gracious to us. You don't have to stay for four hours, but how about we give God five minutes of praise? You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to start being contagious. Um, how about well, on the day where we thank God for our finances, we as a family come together and thank God he's been faithful to give us the house we're in and, get, and put the clothes on our back and do what he's done for us and the food in the cabinets. You know what I mean? Maybe we start texting our coworkers or maybe, maybe we just use this as a tool to reach out to community where we say, you know what, we're on the job and maybe at the break room we say, hey, you know what, we're just going to thank God for divine health. How's that? This lift your hands. I don't know. You could find a way to praise God. There might be a coworker or a or a family member that you want to reach out to and this time, and I'll tell you what, use it as a tool of thankfulness, amen? I don't know about you, but everybody should be thankful for what God is doing, amen? So I want us to really build the discipline to do this for 30 days. I know we're a little bit in it, so you could catch up. There's each day, there's like a, pra a praise focus, you know what I mean? There's a place to praise God. Each day, there's a praise focus, something for you to focus on to give God praise, something for you to thank God for he's been good to us and he's greatly to be praised, amen? And we're gonna get in on all scriptures as we go, but this is the one thing I want you to do. I've gotta give you some points here. In our series on thankfulness, I want you to remember this. What enters you determines what exits you. What enters you determines what exits you. Um, I see a lot of times people trying to work on areas of their life by trying to almost take out, you know, take out of them something. And I've really found out this to be true, that instead of trying to take something out of you, why don't we just fill you with something new and kind of almost flush out of you what doesn't need to be there anymore? Does that kind of make sense? Like, one of the things I thought about, you know, like, on, uh, like uh, sometimes with a hose or something, you get kind of like a clog or a drain gets clogged, you know, and you kind of like, you kind of sit there and you try to 
poking a drain and, you know, what's down in there? You're trying to get it to come out. But instead of just maybe trying to get it to come out, when you take a hose or something and you push through, you could push through the blockage and you could kind of clear the line, you know? Sometimes even a hose will get like that. You might get a little debris in the hose and, you know, instead of like trying to look in the hose and trying to figure out how I can get in there, Maybe when I just turn the water on and let that pressure push through, it'll bring another, it'll bring another dimension uh, of opportunity to the recipient. And one of the things I want you to know is that's what I want you to do. What, what enters you determines what exits you. When you're, you might have wrong attitude, amen? Now, I'm asking you to examine yourself. Um, um, you know, maybe, you, maybe you're getting depressed or maybe you have some kind of uh, tendencies of weakness that you want to get rid of. Instead of us trying to work on just the problem, why don't we kind of flush out of you through thanksgiving? You know, how many know a bad attitude could be changed with thanking God? How many know wrong ideas could be eradicated with giving God praise, amen? It, thanksgiving in praise, and I'm going to tell you, there's three things to this, and I, I found something about this, and I, and I want to read it to you, and I think it could, I think it could be life-changing um, um, to help you understand the difference. And I, I really have, have challenged myself to really do a little, a little bit more on this because I wanted to know the difference. Um, thanks, thanksgiving, write this down, thanksgiving is a different aspect, okay, than praise and worship. By thanksgiving, we acknowledge God's goodness. Amen? Okay, this is, I heard this, this is really good. By thanksgiving, we acknowledge God's goodness. By praise, we acknowledge God's greatness. By praise, we acknowledge God's greatness. And by worship, we acknowledge God's holiness. Okay, just write that down. By thanksgiving, we acknowledge God's goodness. By praise, we acknowledge God's greatness, and by worship, we acknowledge God's holiness. Amen? That was a good way, I think, for us to understand. The Bible commands us to be thankful, and I want you to look at that in Colossians 3, and we're going to give you some stuff today. Colossians 3.15, I want to read this to you, and, and I really want you to see this. Colossians 3.15 through 17, God commands, everybody say commands. Look at your neighbor and say, commands. Look at your other neighbor and say, he's talking to you, amen? <laughs> he's talking to you. God commands us to be thankful. Let's read this. And look at this. In Colossians 3.15, and let the God of peace, and let the God, or let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you're called by one body. And be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts. Amen? And whatsoever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. We are acknowledged here by the word of God to what? To be thankful. The word of God tells us to be thankful. We got to understand that Thanksgiving's an attitude of the heart. But sometimes Thanksgiving becomes a position of the mind. You got to think about it, otherwise, you won't do it. I don't know about you, but I, I said something to, to somebody the other day, and we could talk more about that. And I got a lot of stuff. This whole month's going to be amazing, guys. I really want you to be in the church to hear this. And if you can't be here, then get, watch online. Get the, you could do the podcast now. It's fantastic, relevant church. Get that stuff, put it in, use it as a tool to change your life. 
Whatever you don't acknowledge God for will leave your life. It's really true. Whatever you don't acknowledge God for will leave your life. What's that mean? That we have to be aware in life to be thankful to God. We have to be aware in life to give God thanksgiving because whatever you don't give attention to sometimes will exit your life. It's so true. You forget, amen? Um, I want you to see this, that whatever, whatever enters you determines what exits you. So building an idea that the manifest presence of God comes through thanksgiving, praise, and worship to get God on the scene, then if there's some stuff, now think of this. If there's wrong ideas, how many of you know I could, I, could, I could move forward getting rid of wrong ideas by what comes out of my mouth through thanksgiving? David said it best. David would King Saul, when Saul became depressed by evil spirits, and they came against his mind and brought, and brought uh, anguish to him, he would bring David in, and David began to play his harp, and the evil spirits would leave. What am I trying to get you to see? Thanksgiving, praise, and worship will create a clarity in your mind, in your thought, in your heart, because the Bible says that God's presence will show up through your praise. Um, one of the things that I think is huge that that Bible says, Jesus said, in, in, um, David said it best in Psalms 139, 7, Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. He says in 139.5, it says, whither shall I go from thy spirit and whither shall I free from thy presence? He says this, thou hast beset me behind and before and has what? Laid thine hand upon me. What is he saying is, everywhere I went, your presence is, God. That's what David was basically saying. When I, you were in front of me, you were in back of me, you were behind me. David even said this, I went in the depths of hell and you were there. I've been to the heights of heaven and you were there. What's that mean? God never leaves you nor forsakes you, amen? But you have to be aware. So write this down. Principles of thanksgiving is this. Your focus is corrected in the presence of God. My focus and your focus is corrected in the presence of God, Amen. Um, I think that's so important that you get that first and foremost, that my focus and your focus is corrected in the presence of God. What does that mean? That means this, that the Holy Spirit's going to impart confidence when I enter into the presence, okay? When I enter into God's presence, I'm going to be changed, amen? I, I really, really want you to get an understanding of this, and we could look at Psalm, Psalm 73. Psalm 73 is a great understanding of God's understanding to you and me about him being with you. Amen? Great understanding of God letting us see this. Psalm 73, I want you to look at this, and when you get there, just, just say amen. Praise the Lord. And you could start reading um, Psalm 73. It says this. Um, let me start with verse, I think verse 3 would really be good. Um, and I think it'll help you. One of the translations says, for when I was envious at the foolish and when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, there was no bands of death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. He starts complaining just a little bit because what this is the key. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. This is basically the psalmist saying this. The psalmist put it this way. I was angry, bitter, and discouraged. That's what you could kind of see. I was angry, bitter, and discouraged in Psalm 73. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. 
And what was he saying is this, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And this is what he was saying. The psalmist David was saying it like this. I'm starting to see people prosper. I'm starting to see people that are not right get a blessing. I started getting discouraged. I kind of got this. He said this, I got envy. Come on, right? He said, I got angry. I got envyful, I got bitter, and I got discouraged. Man, if that doesn't happen to all of us, I don't know who does. David even said it. He said, it looks like the wicked is prospering. It looks like the lawless is getting ahead. It looks like, looks like the people that should be getting in trouble ain't getting in trouble, and I've got to deal with the repercussions of life. But here's what I got news for you. David in the presence of the Lord in Psalm 73 goes on to say this. He said this, for I was envious, but what happened was this. He got changed because he understood their end, amen? And what happened was this. In the presence of God, David's attitude was changed. And I want you to notice, our focus is corrected in the presence of God. So a lot of times, God has given us worship. Worship is the one thing that God cannot do for himself. God can't worship himself. God can't praise himself, and God can't thank himself. Can you imagine? Can you imagine God walking around? I thank, I thank, thank me for being me. Amen? Did you get that? That's funny. I thank me for being me. Boy, that'll get you over big. You know what I'm saying? The other day, somebody asked me, they said, what are you doing? I said, I'm talking to myself. Why are you talking to yourself? Because I'm the smartest person I found that listens. Come on, somebody. Amen. <laughs> somebody say, well, I talk to myself. Yeah, I know why. Because I, I talk to myself all the time. Because I found out this. I'm the smartest listener I've ever met. Come on, somebody, amen. Because <laughs> I listen to me better than anybody. Come on. You know what I'm saying? People don't pay attention. God gave us worship to take our mind off our problems and put it on him. Amen? God gave us worship to take our focus off the problems and put it on him. God gave us thanksgiving, God gave us praise, God gave us worship to take our eyes off of the problem and put it on the promise. You see it? It changes your focus. Your weaknesses will die in the presence of God. Write that down. Your weaknesses will die in the presence of God. So true. So, so true. But you got to understand this. There, there is a price to pay for the presence of God, and it's time. It's time. It's very important that you understand the only price you have to pay for the presence of God is time. The Bible says not to forsake yourself. You came this morning to give God time. When you go home and you take your, your paper of 30 days of praise, it's just gonna take a little time. The only thing stopping you and me from God's presence is time. It's the price tag of exchange. That if I'm gonna spend time with God, then God's presence is gonna invade my life. But if I choose not to spend time with God, then guess what? It's gonna be up to me to make up the difference. Because how many of you know the only way to access God's presence? The Bible says, enter into his courts with thanksgiving, bring a heart filled with praise, amen? This is how you get God, to, don't complicate it. This is how God said, well you say, well I don't sing good. Well he ain't, he ain't there because you, you could sing good. Amen? He's there because that's the word of the Lord. Amen? Here's some of the important keys that you have to understand. I want you to build these key points, okay? So you kind of got that. I understand, Pastor, what you're saying. God's, remember this, write this down. This will help you. God's presence allows you to see the end results. <coughs> Excuse me. 
God's presence allows you to see the end results. Is that okay? God's presence allows you to see the end results. Okay? That's what starts happening. When you go in there almost like, oh, I don't know how. I don't know when. When you get your attention on God, he's going to give you the confidence to see the end at the beginning. Does that make sense? You see that? Man, that's so good. I believe that's so, so strong, important, because you'll get an understanding that right then and there, you'll get a great understanding that I come in carrying this stuff. Like, you're going to get up maybe tomorrow, or you're going to go home tonight, and you're going to be like, hey, let's focus on the healing power of God, and you're going to lift your hands. Thank you, God, for healing my body, even though you got symptoms. Thank you, God, for setting me free from this pain. Even though you got the pain, it's going to show you in that place of worship, that God's going to get me through whatever it is I'm going through. Maybe the finance day. Thank you, God, for meeting all my needs according to your riches and glory. You might be broke right now going, man, I don't know if I got three nickels, Pastor. You're saying meet all my needs, but you're going to put your attention on the God that can make a way. Amen? And when you do that, it changes your mindset. Weaknesses will die there. And you'll start seeing change. Amen? You will. You have to. Because the Bible says that when two or three of us are gathered, amen? Come on, somebody. When you're gathered together in his name, I'll be in the midst of you. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, you brought God to church today. Hallelujah. You did. You brought God to church today. You did. So I'm going to give you a couple keys each week to help you understand this. I want you to write this down. Key number one. The power of habitual thanksgiving. The power of habitual thanksgiving. Thankfulness is not an option, it's a command. Remember we said that? Psalm 50:14. Amen. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the most high God. Amen. Psalms 50:14. How about this one? Psalms 104. Y'all know this one. Psalms 104. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Come on, somebody. There it is right there. A life filled with praise. Glory to God. How about Psalm 95.2? Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Amen? This is all scriptural proof and evidence. And this is a really, really good way of looking at it. Simple definition. Write this down. Thankfulness simply means the showing of appreciation to someone or something. The showing of appreciation to someone or something. To be grateful. Amen? To be grateful. Look at this one. Webster's Dish Dictionary defines it gratitude. Amen? Gratitude. Thankfulness, appreciation, indebtedness to belong, to be beholding, indebted in one's debt. Ain't that cool? Ain't that great? It's showing appreciation. Let me tell you, when you stop showing appreciation, that's what I was saying before. Whenever you stop showing appreciation to, will exit your life. I'm telling you, listen to me. Husbands, you better pay attention, amen. Come on, somebody. Old lady said, amen. 
Whatever you stop showing appreciation to will exit your life. It's so true. We have to appreciate one another. Amen? I tell you this, faithfulness gets overlooked all the time. Amen? Thanks and thanksgiving and thankful is in the Bible quite often, 137 times to be exact. Look at this. It would include praise, rejoicing, okay? Look, gratitude. It's staggering if you look at all these things, ain't it? Man, I want to be a person at Thanksgiving. I want to be a person of praise. I want to be a thing. You ever, you ever do something for somebody? Look at it like this. You ever do something for somebody and they don't say thank you? Man, don't that bother you? You didn't do it for that, but you did it and they don't say thank you? Man, I don't know about you. How about God? Remember the story of the lepers? We'll get in that as we go on in the month. But ain't that true? Jesus is like, hey, where's the other nine? Didn't they all get cleaned? Ain't they all well and whole? Why is there only one of you coming back and giving me praise? You understand? Look at this. This is a good one. Write this down. Number two key. Number, everybody say number two. Number two key is this. Thankfulness is a product of your focus or a product of your chosen focus. Thankfulness is a product of your chosen focus. Amen? You got to choose to be thankful. Otherwise, you're going to be grumbling, mumbling, and complaining. Amen? You got to choose to be thankful. If you do not choose to be thankful, guess what? You're going to be grumpy. Look at your neighbor say, don't be grumpy. Look at your other neighbor say, don't be grumpy. Because your focus, your focus is going to determine your feelings. Your focus is going to determine your feelings. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4. Let's turn to Philippians 4 and 8. When you get there, say amen. Y'all know this. I like reading 4, 6, because I think 4, 6 gets you going there even, gets you going there even faster. I think Philippians chapter 4, amen, is, is a powerful 4, 6. I like 4, I like 4 and 4 to be right there. Come on. Rejoice, and again I say, come on. Rejoice in the Lord, and again I say, rejoice. Everybody say, rejoice. Come on, practice a little bit. Say rejoice in the Lord. Amen? Let your moderation be made in all men, right, that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. The Bible says that prayer has to be mixed with thanksgiving. Amen? So wait a minute now. Maybe some of my prayers are being hindered because I'm not thankful. Maybe some of my hair, my 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 prayers are, are are getting blocked. Amen. Maybe some of my prayers are getting stopped because Thanksgiving ain't being mixed with it. He said, "What your prayers? Let your Thanksgiving be mixed together." Come on, I'm telling you. Listen to me. This is important. Listen, this is a good one. Thankful people do not have lives free from stress or problems. They simply choose to focus on the goodness and the blessings of God instead. Man, you better write that down. That is the most powerful thing I said today. Thankful people, write this down, everybody. Excuse me. Thankful people do not have lives free from stress or free from problems. They simply choose to focus on the goodness and the blessings of God instead. Is that not a good word or what? This is really good. Thankfulness occurs 
when you begin to remember and focus on the good things God has done for you. Write that down, man. Pray. Come on. Shalaba. Karabaha. Man, you feel the Holy Ghost in here? Did you hear what I just said? Man, see how it shifts the whole, uh, man, I'm like staring at the problems. I'm getting grumpy. I'm, I'm mad about this, and I'm not happy this thing happened. And I got, you got jacked up friends and messed up relatives, and nothing's working out great, and your body hurts, and your, your money's all funny, and everything just, oh, my God. I don't feel like taking another day. I want to go to bed and stay there and not get up till tomorrow. Oh, boo, boo, boo. But, man, all of a sudden, you change your attitude. Say, hey, wait a minute. I got up today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I got, I got, I got, I got feet to walk here today. Glory to God. I got a car. Might not be the car I want, but I got a car that can get me here. Amen? You might I say, well, I got a roof over my, somebody said something the other day to me. I said, be happy you got a roof over your head. Amen? Come on. There's a place to praise God, guys. What is this? Thankfulness occurs when? When you begin to remember and focus on the good things God has done for you. When you change your focus, you change your feelings. When you change your feelings, you change your mouth. Your mouth will change. Amen? It'll be transformed. When we give thanks to God always, amen, and start, look at this is how Paul said it in 1 Thessalonians. Look at this. You're going to love this. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians, ever say, just go, you were in Colossians, just go right. Amen. If you get to Hebrews, make a left. All right? Come on. 1 Thessalonians. Look at this. I'm going to tell you what, man. I like this scripture. I don't know about you. 1 Thessalonians 1. I'm over here in 2 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 2 and 3. We give thanks to God always for you. This was Paul making intercession. Amen? Paul the apostle wrote this. He said, we give thanks to God always for you and make mention of you in our prayers. Remember without ceasing your work and faith and labor of love and patience of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God our Father. Amen? You see that? We give thanks to God always for you. We thank God for you. Amen? Focus on the wonderful blessings. Amen? Look at this one. You want to see another one? This is going to help you. I got a bunch of them. Ready? How about Psalm 68? Everybody say, Psalm 68, 19. You don't know what it is, some of you, but I do. And it's making me happy. Praise the Lord. Psalms, everybody say Psalms 68. Woo! Psalms 68. My God in heaven. Psalms 68, 19. You're there before me. I'm over here praising the Lord. I have a little praise break, amen? Hallelujah. Look at this one. Y'all know what it says? It's up on that board by now. 68, 19. Look at this. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads me up with benefits. Even the God of salvation daily loaded me up with benefits. Hello? You're getting daily loaded up daily. Get your eyes on the daily loaded up with benefits. Glory to God. And don't get your eyes on what's not happening. Replay, replay, replay the blessings of God. Amen? Come on, put them in your memory bank. Okay? He's a loving God. He's brought you through the fire. He's brought you through the flood. He's brought you through the false accusations. He walked out when everybody, he walked in when everybody walked out. Karabo, hey, come on. You get what I just said? He, when everybody, they left your life, God stood there. Come on, get it. 
Amen? Look at this. You're serving a miraculous, loving, powerful God. If nothing else, God is good. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm going to give you my scripture. You ready for this? Now, I just got this scripture this week. This one knocked me out. It's, it's, uh, I got to remember where it was. Yeah, the Lord just quickened me. Micah. Micah chapter 7. I want to preach this thing. Micah chapter 7. I got to figure out where it was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here. Look, look, look. Look at verse 7. Micah 7, verse 8 is where I want to get you. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord, and I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Now, get ready. Look at verse 8. Verse 8 sent me over the edge this week. You ready for it? Rejoice not against me, O mine enemies. When I fall, I shall rise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Now watch this. This is what got me going. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. I'm going to fall. He said, you're going to fall. But I'm going to get up. Hey, you better, hey, hey. You better get what I just said. I might slip. I might stumble. I'm not talking about getting goofy, but I might, you know, I got some days that, you know, I'm a little bit mouthy. Come on, somebody, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor say, he's talking to you. Look at your other neighbor say, he's talking to you too if you got a big mouth. Come on. Oh, I ain't here. Don't throw nothing. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. You see it? See it? He said, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. The enemy laughing like, how you fell. I'm going to get up. And the Lord shall be a light unto me. Oh, my enemy. Don't go rejoicing just because you see me slipping one season, devil. Don't go getting happy thinking you got me. You don't got me. Come on. Somebody. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank the Lord. He's the God of victory. You slipped, but you got up. Praise God. Come on. You're serving a miraculous Love thee. I'm getting hot. Poof, praise the Lord. I'm serving a miraculous, loving, powerful God. If nothing else, I'm going to tell you what. He's good, and he, uh, he, he, he deserves thanksgiving. He deserves my praise. Amen? I love it. Job said, though he slay me. His doctrine was a little off, but he said it. He had the right kind of attitude of praise. He said, though he slay me, yet I'm still going to give him praise. I'm going to praise him in the bad times. I'm going to praise him in the good times. I'm going to praise him in the ups. I'm going to praise him in the downs. I'm going to give him glory when it's good. I'm going to give him glory when it's bad. I'm going to rejoice in every season of life. Amen? That's what starts happening. You start getting it. You get your mouth full of praise and thanksgiving. You change your life. Remember this one. Write this down, number three. The thankful are always triumphant. You better get that. Somebody say, what did you say? Woo! Praise the Lord. The thankful are always the triumphant. Champions are thankful and appreciative. There are many, 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 many opportunities, amen, for you to understand this. Thankfulness is the seed for joy. Write that down. Thankfulness is the seed for joy. Look at everybody that won because of their praise. The apostle Paul was thankful. That joker shipwrecked, dead, came back to life. First, look at this, Romans 1 and 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Romans 7, 25. He just keeps going on. This is Apostle Paul. He wrote all this stuff. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. He's saying, thank, I thank God all the time, even though I'm a mess. 
<laughs> That's what he was saying in Romans 7.25. He's talking about sinful man. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, the things I want to do, I don't do. He said, I'm a mess. But he said, guess what? I praise God anyway. I praise God in the good times. I praise God in the bad times. I praise God with my jacked up stuff. I praise God when it's good, bad, and ugly. I, I'm just going to praise God anyway. Amen. Look at this. Y'all like this one. In Luke 17, I told you we we're going to talk. Might as well just go there. Look at Luke 17. Remember Luke 17? This is one of the greatest scriptures in the Bible about Thanksgiving. Luke 17, 15, and 16. Go there. You're going to love it. Remember this? Jesus is doing miracles, and these clowns don't even pay attention. I'm just being serious with you, right? Look at this. Luke 17. And it came to pass. Let's start with verse 11. Start with verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem. Are you feeling a worship in here? Man, when, you, when you're done with this today, y'all stand up and worship the Lord and thank him. He's good. It'll change your whole attitude. It'll change your feeling. It'll change your body. It'll change everything. And when it came to pass, he went, he went to Jerusalem that he had passed through in the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and he entered into a certain village, and there met him ten, ten men that were lepers. It was say ten lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voice and said, have mercy on us, Jesus, Master. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. They were cleansed. Everybody say they were cleansed. Amen? They were cleansed. And as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, everybody say one of them, when he saw that he was clean, turned back with a loud voice and glorified God. I want you to get something before you go wild here. Check this out. I, the Lord spoke something to me, okay? He said, awareness is the key to thanksgiving. Because if you ain't aware of what you got, you ain't going to praise God. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, this guy understood something happened to me. See, if you don't understand what happened to you, you will not find a place to praise. If you are not aware of what God is doing in your life, you'll miss it, even though it's right before your eyes. These guys were lepers one minute and clean the next, and these jokers just went off running around. This guy said, wait a minute, something happened to me. I'm changed forever, and I'm going to go back to the source that I got it from and give it praise. Now watch this, because he didn't really understand that much about Jesus, because watch this. He fell down to his face, and he gave thanks and said he was a Samaritan. And Jesus said, where are the other nine? But there was what? None that found to give glory to God except a stranger. He didn't have a covenant on a relationship. And he said to him, arise and go to thy faith that made thee whole. My God in heaven, you better get something right there. He said, their faith made them whole. Jesus just did with their faith, gave them access to get. But watch this. This guy was aware that he got it. And because he knew he got it, he transformed. I'm looking at the chairs like you're here, but you're on the screen, so whatever. Do you understand what I'm saying? This guy understood, I got something for God, and he deserves praise. So nine, so that's, what, one out of ten people are giving God the praise that's due? I don't know. I don't want to do the math. But I just know we need to up the game. Amen? How about this? David was thankful. Man, look at this. Psalm 35, 28. Psalm 35, 28. Man, this is good. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all day long. Woo! Psalm 119, 164. Psalm 119, 164. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. How about that? Seven times a day for the month of November, the month of thankfulness, you praise God seven times a day. Put it on your phone. Beep, beep. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Every time you go on this goofy Facebook and 
Instagram, I know we all do it. You ain't got no problem going to that 42 times a day. I tell you, praise God seven times. You're all in overload. I'm busy. You ain't that busy. Come on. Get in there and say, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Seven times a day. Woo. How about this one? I'm going to give you more. I love These are getting me pumped up. Psalm 51, 15. Oh, Lord, open thy mouth, lips. Open, open thy, my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Don't you wish all your friends were like that? They, you don't tell them, shut up. <laughs> oh, my God, right? Psalm 51, 15. That's so good. That's so good, it's bad. Oh, Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Don't you wish everybody, when they open their mouth, praise came out of it? Some people, you just want to tell them, shut up. You, you talk like the devil. Look, whoo, I'm telling you, right, there is places of victory and praise. There's places of victory and praise. And the last one I want to give you is this, thankfulness ushers in the presence of the Holy Spirit and dispels evil from your midst. Thankfulness ushers in the presence of God and forces out evil. It's like where there's darkness, when light comes in, darkness has got to go. Does that make sense? And that's the areas of your life. And I'm telling you this, and I promise you this, do not forget this. Absorb what I'm saying. If you go in that house and that house is a little weird and you don't, you know, you're getting a little heavy and you're feeling a little like, man, lift your hand. Praise the Lord. Let all the people praise him. Amen. You'll change the atmosphere of your house. You'll change the atmosphere of your home. You will. Because look at this. Check this out. When the Holy Spirit comes, the evil spirit's got to go. So everything that God carries in embodiment, meaning is his love, his joy, his peace, his long-suffering, his kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness, his gentleness, his self-control, the first spirit, all that stuff, when it comes in, when it comes in, it takes everything else and makes it disappear. It disperses it. Is that okay? So that's really cool. So this thing, the Holy Spirit is key. It's an atmosphere. An at, remember this, an atmosphere of thanksgiving will bring God's presence. An atmosphere of ungratefulness will not. So you want to change that quick. If he said in Psalm 22, 3, he inhabits the praises of his people, if the quickest way, write this down, the quickest way to get God on the spot is through praise. It's biblical. Psalm 22, 3, he inhabits the praises of his people. So today, if you want God's presence, Praise him. That's biblical. Don't try to get it any other way. Just do the Bible, man. Do the Bible. Look at this. Um, David, when he was in a spot, and we're going to talk more about this later. David, when he was in a spot, every time he was empty of God's presence, he would praise God and bring his presence in. He even said it. Remember in Psalm 51, he said, cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Is that cool? Create an atmosphere this is what I want you to do, okay? Create an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to dwell, okay? That's your job. 30 days is going to be training of creating an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to dwell. Praise, thanksgiving. Satan can't stand it when you start praising God. He don't like it. Songs of worship, praise, dispel demonic activity. This is true. You can see this all in Psalm um, sorry, 1 Samuel 16, 23. And it came to pass when the evil spirit that God had brought upon Saul because he was whacked out, 
David took a harp and played, and with his hand, Saul was refreshed and well, and the evil spirit departed from him. When worship comes in, the devil goes out. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. So when the worship comes in, the devil goes out. So if you want to get rid of darkness and you want to do, you want to change the atmosphere of your home, change the atmosphere of your marriage, change the atmosphere in anything, you got to get God's presence in there. How do you do that? Through praise, worship, and thanksgiving. I'm going to talk more about it. I'm going to talk all months about it. Listen, guys. As we get ready to go, they're going to come up here. They're going to lead you in a little bit of worship and praise and get excited about what's going on. I really am going to challenge you pastorally. I want this November, I want it to be a November to remember. Come on, somebody. I'm being serious. I want to take 30 days and train us in praising God each day. You got a little prayer point. It's five minutes. It's three minutes. It's on the car. It's with the kids. It's like I said, call your family. Put everybody on speakerphone. Hey, guys, we're doing this corporately. What's 30 days? What's 30 days? It's nothing. It's quick. It's going to be here and gone. We're going to be in Thanksgiving before you blink. You know it and I know it. Amen? Take this time and make sure you stay disciplined. Catch up. You miss a day, catch up. What's the big deal? Right? And thank God. Create an atmosphere of Thanksgiving so you could create an atmosphere of God's presence in your life. 30 days of praise is going to train you and me to become the people of praise that we shouldn't be. Praise, thanksgiving, worship, I'm going to talk more about it. Listen, I wanted to be here with you, but I, I'm glad I got to come to you like this. I'm okay with it because it slows me down to get this over to you. This is maybe going to be the greatest season of your life of giving God praise. Don't miss this opportunity. As we do it corporately, we're going to do it together. Is that cool? I want to see your life change. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, as they get ready to come into this opportunity to praise you, as they take a time, even right now, to praise you. You maybe stand up on your feet right now. Just lift your hands to heaven. It's okay. And they'll just come on up and usher this presence in. I just thank you right now that you're the God who's more than enough. I just thank you right now that you're a great God and you're a mighty God and you're a supernatural God. And I thank you, Lord, that as they get ready to usher in this season of praise, worship, and thanksgiving, we're going to be so full of praise and thanksgiving to God, we're going to change all our life forever. In Jesus' name, 